two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Here we are. Here we are, man. Um, all right. Well, fine. I guess we'll, we'll go right in. Athletes helping each other off the ground. I feel like maybe it's more about team spirit or like sportsmanship or because, I mean, the guy on the ground maybe is saving a little energy, but then the guy's picking him up is just using it on him. So, like, I don't think we're really saving much. Is it, is it a show? What's going on there? Um, good question. Uh, I think it's probably more energy if we're just really net trying to get down to uh the uh the absolute truth of the amount of energy i think it is probably easier to help someone up you can kind of use your weight and fall back and lift somebody up and that is going to take a little less energy overall than a person getting up from scratch from the ground (laughs) from scratch yes (laughs) after scratching themselves and falling down yeah um okay right I, i guess i hadn't fully weighed literally the uh the falling backwards, right? Because that doesn't cost you anything to fall backwards. But then when you fall backwards and he pulls himself up, then you, he's got to pull you back up to stop, keep you from falling. Not much. It's just kind of, you, you kind of balance each other out. It, and you take a step back. You both take a step back. And it was pretty efficient, I think. The scales of justice prevail. Yep. You're a Libra. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do a Libra. Do a Libra. <laughs> Um, she sings about all astrology. Yes. Um, and so, but yeah, what's the real, what's at the heart of all that? I mean, cause you got it, you got the help ups on both sides. You, you got the, uh, the huge, oh, I'm a big dramatic show of sportsmanship to help up the opponent. Right. Mm, That's always oh, right. an interesting one. Yes. I mean, the teammates kind of an obvious one, like, Hey, you know, let's, uh, we're, we're, we're a tight knit team here. I'd, I'll, I'd help you out. I, you know, I'd, get run over by a truck for you kind of like, <laughs> no problem even if it makes me more tired i want you feeling good in there you know that's nice that's the um, emotional part maybe i was trying to get into a little bit like right it's about love instead of um practicality maybe but i think in the end you know i you're saying to that guy hey i would i would sacrifice so much for you but then the guy responds with you know it actually wasn't that much energy for you because you just leaned back and you used your weight so <laughs> and then you get in a big argument with each other <laughs> expend a bunch of energy yelling at each other <laughs> <laughs> but Which, the, yeah the, the competitive one the you know you know the competitor falls over your your uh, your enemy your sworn enemy and then you help him up what's what's at play there psychologically Hmm. Right. I think even though you're giving away some energy, what you're getting back is a perception from those around you. And that is then feeding your self-concept. You're like, oh, look, they think I'm a good sport. Maybe I am a good sport. Let's really um, tennis racket that one back and forth. Oh, yeah, it can feed on itself. They think something good. You think something good. And then they see that you think good of yourself and then they're like up there cheering oh man and it's a constant uh not quite a self-fulfilling prophecy but like a a physics version of a self-fulfilling prophecy right 
do you think it has any uh that physics version of a self-fulfilling prophecy has any <laughs> impact at all in how you would play so let's say you're out there on the uh on the pitch on the soccer field is mm-hmm. that called the pitch i do believe yeah okay you're out there on the pitch and uh and you know something happens uh, who knows who's at fault and you get knocked to the pitch and then they you know your opponent comes over and picks you up all right are you less likely to aggressively slide tackle go in for a header or like otherwise you know throw caution to the wind for that guy's health later cuz now he's your buddy like have you is there mm. any is there any impact at all uh, in how you're psychologically or physics wise, uh, gonna, gonna deal with it. I think so. Me personally. Yes. I think a lot of what it takes to become a professional athlete, those guys wouldn't have that. But me personally, if you're asking, yes, I'd be like, Oh, this guy's great. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna just, you know, basically let him win or like, yeah, yeah, maybe play less tough defense because I like him more. And that might not even be conscious, but I'd be like, oh, yeah, my friend from earlier from the pickup. I might not be able to stop enjoying how much uh, that how nice of a moment that was and, and get on with the game. That would probably that's probably the only reason I couldn't be a professional athlete. Yes, I was going <laughs> to ask that follow up. Is that the only thing holding back? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would overcompensate, be worried that I would do that, overcompensate and just be way too mean to that guy after that, you know? Mm. I think that's what's happening in UFC. I think they're like, you have to put that aside. They do love and kiss each other, but what are they saying? Like, over, I'm going to be an over asshole for that weigh-in thing where we stare at each other, and then for the beginning of the fight too. Maybe, yeah, that could be some of that at play. It's the uh, classic, um, you know, my son's in the class. I'm a teacher, and my son's in the class, so I. I'm so freaking mean to him the whole time. Right. <laughs> right. Just psychologically abuse your son. That's. I think that's the only way they'll let you teach your own kid. Yeah. It's the only way that your own kid would let you teach him too, because otherwise there's some risk of, you know, ooh, daddy's boy, teacher's pet or whatever. Like you, right. you would rather, I think if you're choosing as the kid, you're like, please just let me have it with both barrels, you know? Right. Oh, a company that subs in the kid and gets you a, <laughs> gets you a different kid to pretend to be your kid. Yes, get a grown man to go in dressed up as a kid. <laughs> that way you yeah. can go sneak off to a different school where your dad's not the teacher. <laughs> yes, I think there's some money to be made there. Um, Just from starting the company alone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Right, that $5,000 every new company gets Yeah, um, from the stimulus package. Uh, yeah, sportsmanship-wise, it's interesting because like, I had that back and forth about, sure, the energy, it does look nice. I think you'd have to keep up appearances as a professional organization. So, hey, maybe the NFL says, pick each other up. You're, there's an extra uh, signing bonus. Oh, okay. It could be something <laughs> from the top down. Yeah. Pick each other up. We like the way it plays because our sponsors then get paid more. And we like to pay more for our sponsors. (laughs) Sponsors get paid more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Sponsors are paying to be there. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, maybe more people buy the stuff they're selling or something. There we go. That's what I I guess I suppose I meant. Um, 
team spirit. Yeah, I think I think that's all there is to it. Uh, pick each other up, uh, get your sponsors paid, and have a have a nice life. Um, Any fake pickups out there that you've seen out on the pitch? Like, oh, oh yeah, I got you, man. Let me give you pick you up here and then let go. That'd be a really good talk about the psychological player. I think that'd be a really good because then I think that's a perfect one that you could cry. I didn't do anything. I yep. look. This isn't part of the game. I. I, I only help people up halfway. It's been well documented my whole career. I do the half <laughs> pickup, look, and you have a whole backlog of, you know, staged footage of you doing that. Right. Um, I was just offering my arm. I was expecting him to climb up. He he didn't keep hanging on. He didn't climb up. But yeah, you know, he fell that's back. That's on him, right? You what? It's all my job. I don't. We're not even on the same team. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I, I think that would be really. That'd be a great way to get somebody out of their game. Like, just offer the hand, get them halfway up. Then you you do the plausible deniability. Look like somebody's talking to you or something like that. And look away and <laughs> let let up a little bit, and you drop them. And then yes. that that takes doesn't it take so much more energy to get up after that? That's oh like yes, twice or three times the energy after somebody picked you up and then dropped you. For sure, because also the big uh, mental energy versus physical energy debate of 1985 where they're like technically yeah the the physical stuff but the mental stuff will eat away at you physically too so the embarrassment from the drop might outdo the physical distress it caused you that's true yeah maybe you even see red uh if that ah, happens you know the sea of red yes have you ever seen red yourself moses part of the red sea uh, i don't think you know actually no i've used the term to just mean i've gotten a little bit angry um, but see, no, I've seen red. I don't think that's ever happened to me. Uh, actually I've seen stars, which I thought, I thought see stars was just, haha, what a joke. But then, oh, wow. A couple of stars are out there to be seen. Uh, you know, when your head's a little goofy, like you bent over too long, you stand up. Like, oh, holy shit. Did I just get into yeah, a car yeah. accident? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see light. Um, we just got off on something. Oh, the great physical energy debate versus mental energy, um, which is very much part of sports, no secret there, but uh, a nice one. Because done well, I think that's as good as being good at sports. Like that that was like Reggie Miller's like half of why he was even, you know, he was a terrible basketball player, but he was just good at pissing people off. Yes. And he was a just great shooter, of course. Very good shooter, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yep. The mental game. The mental game. Um, mental oh. warfare. Uh, 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 what's his name? The Art of War by uh, somebody, Sue. Oh, and yeah. Dominic is it a Sue? <laughs> yeah, I want to say it was a three man name or a three part name. Uh, yeah. Sue. Uh, Susan B. Anthony? No. Um, Sue Ellen Mischke? Oh, yes. Inside Sue Ellen Davis. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, was that, that Inside Lewin Davis? Inside <laughs> <laughs> Sue Ellen Davis. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those, like, porn titles that, like, dads thought were really funny to say in the uh, early 2000s. Maybe way yeah. earlier. That's me trying to say something old and missing. Uh, probably early 90s. Right, you know, like Debbie does. Ah, uh, right. Jurassic pork. 
Oh, you know? okay, yeah. Ah, that's a good one. That actually is good, yeah. So was Velasic Park. I thought that was hilarious. I retold it several times. What is it, Velasic? Yeah, like what's like a pickle's favorite dinosaur park? Vel- I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was that was another porn one. I was like, what is? Oh, is yeah. Like a play on the word flaccid or something like that. That's <laughs> I not- know. It was a kink <laughs> where they loved to rub pickle juice all over each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please don't kink shame my kink. It's what we're famous for. Any big misses in the uh, utensil department? And, you know, I always think as soon as I say something, maybe we've talked about it, but fork, spoon, knife, uh, FSK, Florida State knife. What are you, are we missing anything? Maybe something you have to eat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah some food to eat yeah why do they draw the line at that why isn't the food also a utensil <laughs> uh, and no i don't think so i mean there's there of course you know about the spork you've yeah. you've heard about these yeah. uh, sporks out here where they try to kill two birds with one stone mm-hmm. um i think there may be other opportunities for things like that like a uh a knife and a spoon or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's on the little side there. Yeah. Or slice, slice the side of your mouth open. Right. Um, I was just saying, like you slice your hand up, like the, the holder, the handle to the spoon is a big, sharp, one of those Ginsu knives that like you just touch and it absolutely murders you. Yes. I think some things like that. Uh, of course there's chopsticks as well, which sure. I think, are you a big chopstick guy? I use them when they're given to me. Um, like if they're both on the table, I don't think I'll grab them. Maybe for certain things I would. For like sushi rolls, I would go that over a fork. Um, okay. Yeah, sushi rolls. But I think generally I just I'm just more used to a fork. But I uh, when they give them to you and they don't also give you a fork, I, I'm good with the chopsticks. I, I can work. I can find my way around a set of chopsticks. Gotcha. Maybe you know chopsticks but one of the chopsticks is a fork (laughs) (laughs) right the other one's a knife (laughs) 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 that's not bad maybe that's how it started like we were like chopsticks all right i'll start adding stuff to them before you know it it was just a three-pronged chopstick and a uh they should call them threeks instead of forks um (laughs) (laughs) instead of uh and they just kept adding to the chopstick because right i mean Asia was around way before uh, the United States of America, right? Yes, yes, it was. I mean, you know, one's not a country, and the other is. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, but yes, uh, there was more continent. Ut- excuse me, right? There was there was more utensil usage going on in in uh, you know the the Asian part of the planet before there was over here in the in the U.S. I think. Right. Yep. So, right, this it's probably some big metaphor for, like, um, Americans, too. Like, oh, yeah, perfect example. They took the chopstick and made it just as e- and easy, as dumb as possible. There are a bunch of idiots in America, you're saying? Possibly. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think we invented the fork or the knife or the spoon. Oh, uh, and here, that's even a bigger here. problem that I would assume that. There we go. Yeah, I love learning, just, and I, you got to make mistakes to learn sometimes. Excuse me. Yeah, but I think we can have our cake and eat it too. Like uh, in terms of being, you know, uh, disappointed in in Americans. Like 
we, we didn't come up with anything new either, like all these other people. Someone else came up with the fork, the knife, and the spoon. Someone else came up with chopsticks. We just appropriated all those. We didn't. There is no truly American utensil, I don't think. Maybe the spork, actually. A spork. There we go. That might be the metaphor. Right? Yeah, that's the, the perfect is, thing because nobody yeah. likes a spork, really. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay. The spork America of. Is the spork of. Yeah. Pizza establishments. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh yeah yeah but i i think i think you're right you know the chapstick is kind of like the mother uh invention of everything you know everything kind of start starts with a chapstick and then you you know put a screen on it and you get yourself an <laughs> iphone <or whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah your chopstick, just carve it into a way bigger piece of wood and make it into a guitar. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I think so, yeah. A guitar is really just, you know, six chopsticks uh, pulled tightly across one other big chopstick. <laughs> yes. Yep. I do like the idea about being able to, like, carve something small into something bigger. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, I did used to think this. I think, I thought you used to be able to, like, go with a short haircut to the haircutter and they would like, you know, carve it into something long, (laughs) you know, similarly with the carving a small object into a big one. Yes. They're both great ideas. And I think they show (laughs) how your brain works in a, you know, a nicely different way than, than a lot of other folks. Okay. Right. Yeah. Don't be, don't let your uh, mind be constrained by uh, so many rules. There we go. I will get that longer haircut if I want one, you're saying. Go in there and ask for it, I think, at least, and see what they say. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. I might do that. It's what we're famous for. Okay. I am Dua Lipa over here. (laughs) Dua Lipa. What is it about her that sticks with you, the music or the name? Is it Dua Lipo? (laughs) I think it's Lipa. Okay. Libra. No, I, I thought you said lipo, um, lipo suction. <laughs> Jacob uh, lipo. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I wonder how he's doing. I think well. Ah, that's good. Yeah. I guess I was hoping for bad. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, keeping no, old Jacob down. He's doing great. That's that's great. Um, do a lipo. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just me. You ever get like you just keep talking about somebody because you're sure you don't know who they are and you're sure <laughs> you're pronouncing it wrong and yeah you just heard it a few times and you just sticks with you until you get clarity about what who it is and how you're supposed to say it for real. Absolutely, that's a great method in uh, just trying to get clarity. Right, I've heard something, not sure how to use it. You know, it's like dropping Bitcoin into a conversation, and then each conversation that happens based on you inappropriately bringing it up. You, you slowly build a portfolio of understanding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just at some random point in a conversation, just, you know, inquisitively just Bitcoin, you know, just <laughs> bring, bring, drop that on people. And right. Talk. Not as crazy as Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what, that's kind of what I'm doing here with Dua Lipa. Okay. It's a musical artist. Yes. And I've been sent a few of her songs that I've really liked and uh, oh, I can't okay. pull any of them at the moment, but. She's very, she was very much this artist for me that she is for you now 
like a couple months ago, I was like, right, Dua Lipa's on every street corner. Um, as far as people talking about her, this song, like who does this song? Dua Lipa, all those things were happening to me. Okay. And I, you know, my body started to experience uh changes. No. True happiness. <laughs> True happiness for hearing those two little words, Dua and Lipa. Um yeah. <clears throat> Dua. Dua. That's a- Lipa, I think you could be la- your last name could be anything, but Dua is that? Uh, Dua, come right. here, Dua. Jen Lipa, right? Jennifer Lipa, Jennifer Love Lipa. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's all fine, but yeah, Dua is that short for something? Jennifer Lipez. <laughs> Dua, <laughs> yeah, I think it's short for the duality of man. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. It's the, I knew it was going to be short for the duality of something. But I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't consider man. Uh, yeah, it serves as a duality, I think. And and I hate to, I hate to ask, but what was the duality of man again? Is that uh, Michelangelo? Uh, the duality of man, the the good and the bad. Is that what it is? Oh uh, sure. I, I assumed <laughs> it was like the name of a. I assumed it was the name of a sculpture, a painting, or a. It was the nickname of the Sistine Chapel, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking maybe the Sistine Chapel, like where they're, uh, where like what is that God touching, uh, <laughs> God touching Jesus's finger, something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, maybe something like that. Okay, um, so that could be it, right? The the humanity and the divinity, uh, and the divinity of the Holy Spirit, maybe. Yes, the duality of Jesus Christ, our <laughs> Lord and Savior, is fully man and fully divine. Okay, there we go. Every man, every person born is fully divine and human. I think that's true too, right? I am, you know, we are all one being. We are all (laughs) our Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And if we're made in his likeness and honor, then fine. We're divine too then. No taking it back. You already said it. That's true. Yeah. I bet bet his face is red too for uh, making us all gods. But Yeah. True Alipa. Sorry. Yep. Sorry, Jesus. Yeah, I think Jesus, uh, which one? Jesus was the one with the, no. Um, I just forgot hat. what I was going to say. <laughs> the one with the dad? And I said with the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Did Jesus wear it? Oh, I guess. Well, when he was Jewish, he was probably wearing a hat. And then what? When they started Christianity, he took it off? Do a Jesus, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jew a Jesus. Oh, there uh, we go. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I assume... If they were all wearing the the uh, the small hats back then, which um, is it only uh, are they only yarmulkes? Or are there different types of small hat? Well, I think there are large hats too. I think it's as long as it's a hat, technically, I think you're good. But I think it's just different, uh, like neighborhood traditions, maybe where you get the the big fuzzy versus the the small round um, male powder pattern baldness area hat isn't it i mean i think those uh the big hat boys are also wearing the uh, yarmulkes too i just think uh yeah what do you think's holding on that big hat So anyway. 
Right, that's how they started. And then a whole whole gang just was like, these are good enough, actually. You know, just wear the fastener. Yeah, that's what I've always assumed, anyway. And ya- right. Yamaka, you got an R in there. Yes, yes, you Yamakar. do. Yamakar. <laughs> Ramaka, yeah, Ramadan. That's where that holiday came from. <laughs> yeah, Yarmulky, huh? Yeah, why is it that? That's, yeah, Yarmy that... the Milkman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that is. Um, and is that is that Yiddish or just the pronunciation? Is because I, I I don't I feel like any other uh, Jewish Hebrew Yiddish type stuff I've been able to pronounce. Not too bad, but yarmulke I would have not, or is it yarmulke? Um, you know, it's a good question. I feel like yarmulke, <laughs> maybe yarmulke is like the cocky American, like that's how we said it to be like, to, to make it more easy to pronounce. But, or over time, I think once the, uh, the traditional, maybe Yiddish grandmothers, it changes over time. So they say it, yarmulke, you know? And then their kids say Yamaka. And then five generations go by, they're still on that one. It gets stuck for a few years. You know, it's a yeah. and then eventually Yamaka. It's either that or like right, the American cheapening of it or something. Okay. Yeah. One of those two. It's interesting stuff though. Um yeah, hats. I think traditional garb is is very interesting. I kind of feel a little left out, uh, not having anything traditional like i i got nothing in terms of my heritage that i lean on in any kind of way uh which is maybe that's a good thing and and a part of my privilege as we've uh, covered on the podcast Mm -hmm. already that i that i don't need to lean on it um in any way but i do think it would be cool to have like some cool uh accessory that that it wasn't my fault i had to wear it so right and hopefully i think it's cool anyway Right. And then it bonded you to other people like that. And that's not to say like we're leaving anybody out, but this is just what we were born into. And yeah, we're uh, in case we need anything, you know, feel free to text me and ask for a small household item that you're out of. Yes, I think. Yeah, Uh, it would be nice. Some particular like, I guess, you know, Irish, what is it? It would be a kilt or something like that. Just that yeah. seems Scottish more than anything, but I know the Irish are out there with with those too. Maybe like one of those uh, unnecessary canes that with has the wood notches taken out of it as an Irish. Oh, one. a shillelagh. Okay, yeah, shillelagh. How about that? Ooh, happy to know the name of it. Maybe I am a true Irishman. Yeah, maybe you have been walking around with a shillelagh all this time because you had to, and you know, you just blacked out the part where they did that weird ceremony. And you're like, you are born an Irishman. You will forever have this shillelagh and pretend to have a limp so you don't get accused of stolen valor. Yes. Ceremony. I'm surprised you didn't do an Irish accent there. Oh, God. Yeah. I usually take any opportunity, huh? Yeah, that's that was odd. Right. Well, the Cliffs of Moher sent my son down the um, shillelagh. Shillelagh, great bull. And I, I do want to walk around with it. I think you nailed it. Like, that is the thing that I would like. I would like to walk around with a shillelagh and... Yeah, like kick it, kick it with my foot, you know, to kick the bottom yes. of it, have it spin around. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can get away with it at all unless, 
yeah, I could take up having a limp and then I think then it would be okay. I was going to say for the shillelagh ceremony, I think what they do is they take a hammer and give you one bow leg too, to make it really fit. Like the shillelagh belongs with one broken bow leg, kind of like one of those old men whose legs just goes in a way you haven't seen in quite some time. Yeah. I think that'd be worth it. If once I'm, once I've got nothing else to live for and I'm just making, uh, I'm just having fun as an old man. Yeah. As an old man, I think, go ahead, take the shillelagh, crack me in the knee with it, and <laughs> give it give give it to me, and I'll live out my days. Oh, yes, that is some kind of, like, meaningful-seeming ceremony. Like, the thing that broke my leg is the thing that will help me through, like, that's that's metaphorical. Like, the thing that, my, my hardest hardship, uh, which there's got to be a better way to say that, was the thing that also carried me through or something, right? I, that's something you keep bringing back on the podcast. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder why. What is? Uh, I think that's yeah. in every movie, right? The the thing that broke you made you strong, and what doesn't kill you make you stronger. What what is? Give me another example of that. Where the thing, the very thing that uh, broke you, mm-hmm. is the thing that that mends you. Okay, let's see. All right, so and and, and to be clear, I'm not saying that you're wrong about this. I just you've been. Uh, <laughs> You've been talking about it nonstop. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the whole like my father was attacked by a man with a guitar, so like I wanted to play guitar. And that doesn't quite check out, but that whole type of thinking in stories, that maybe cheap metaphoricism, meta metaphysics, whatever the word would be there, um, that like at least my brain in that special way you were talking about earlier, you said I'm a very special learner. <laughs> um, yeah, it try, it's trying to make a connection and saying, right, he saw one movie when he was a kid that had something like this. It stuck with him because of the special learning techniques that he has. And he j- it got stuck, here it is, it got stuck in a file where when this type of a conversation happens in a Pavlovian way, he reaches for this one file based on everything that's happened to him to this point and tries. He tries, though he tries, and just doesn't quite connect. Okay. So you're saying you don't have any examples of it then? Not real ones, but I feel like I just wrote a few good stories there with the, you know, man's attacked by guitar, you know, so I took, oh, I took the very guitar that um, killed my father. The guy left it there. You were left to like try to resuscitate. This is very sad. And the guitar's there, and, you know, it's still... Oh, here's what it is. It's still ringing out, like, that one note. So it, like, gets his attention after he's, like, learns that his uh, father has indeed expired. And it's... What is that? Hello? Hello, is anyone there? (laughs) And he goes over, he sees that it's a guitar, picks it up, and plays, like, a beautiful... uh, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, but maybe slowed down style, emotional riff on a, you know, overlooking the city or something. Okay. And he's healed by this. The very thing that ended um, the great relationship he had with his father and the guy who had taught him everything is he's taking that pain of the guitar slaughter and turning it into beautiful art. I get it. All right. I All like right. that. Cool. That's like a uh, really emotional guitar, if I didn't make that clear. Yeah, I got that. I the I was sort of stuck on how his dad got killed with the guitar, but the guitar is still nicely playable. That Yeah, but, you'd have to hire... Here's what you do in those circumstances. You hire 
You know, if you're making a show about the army, you talk to real army people. So I think you could probably find some weird story that made it onto a dateline where the Axeman, right? He was called the Axeman guitar and he, you know, killed three people in the early 70s in California. Come to find okay. out years later, this guy started a band, you know, one of those like <laughs> stories um, where it's very sad, but they have like their hype man um, really getting you going Un inappropriately, kind of based on how uh, terrible the thing is that happened. Right. Tale as old as time, really. Mm -hmm. That yep. uh, Beauty and the okay. Beast. I was thinking maybe he just choked on the guitar or something like that. Uh, and that's how he died. And then, uh, you know, and then yes. the, the son who never really even cared for guitar. In fact, he always was annoyed that his dad always tried to get him to, oh, sit down, sit down. Let me play you a couple songs. Like, no, dad, no. You know, and oh, then. Oh, yes. Finally, his dad chokes on the, on the guitar and he realizes what true music is all about. Yes. Here's what it is, Tup. When trying to dislodge it from his father's throat, he rings. That's when the accidental ring out happens of a beautiful melodic suspended okay. chord that he is so ticklish to his ear in the best way possible. Yeah. There we go. And that's when he realized like the, the, the pullout, the, the final lunge that removes it from his father's trachea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, rings out a suspended two and he's forever uh forever changed yes tale as old as time <laughs> it's what we're famous for how would you justify your tipping policy <laughs> um my tipping policy I think it's having overheard somebody who worked in a restaurant and I worked in restaurants my, myself, but I didn't, uh, my I didn't wait self. tables my damn self. Yeah. I, I steamed crabs and did a little, did a little bus work. Um, but I would justify it by overhearing someone say that people in the industry tip like 30, 35%. Like if, if you're also a restaurant guy and you go to out, go out to eat at a restaurant, you tip 30, 35. I was like, okay, enough said. I'd be happy to do that too. Do you think there's any chance that that was just a scam by some <laughs> waiter? Like they just identified that you were a little bit, uh, you know, open to being convinced of things and they just started having a fake conversation behind <laughs> you saying, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're an asshole if you don't tip 40%. Like, like, I think that you you tip people like 40%, I think. Sometimes, yeah. If it, well, if it's small enough, yeah, I'll tip 50. Like if it's like the bill's like $17 and you figure out 20%, I'm just like, what are you doing? Just give them... Ten dollars minimum. That's insane. <laughs> what do you? I mean, I don't know if it's like just an excuse not to do math or what it is, but like seventeen dollars for this like sandwich and fries at a restaurant. Okay, even nine dollars, you scumbag. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're supposed to give him four bucks. Yeah, you can round it up to five if you feel like it's if you're gonna have to break the five or something like that. You could you could give them five, give them a five dollar bill. That's fine. But on paper, when you're signing with a pen and the money is so far from real, oh, this doesn't matter. What? Just ten dollars? I guess. I think they're gonna think they're gonna consider like coming back to you and saying like, I don't know, man. You 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 seem like you've got an okay amount of money, but I don't think you have this kind of money to just oh. be. I would never want it to be for that reason either. Like, oh, like flashing money. It'd just be like, oh, 
this was no, no. Fine. I'm saying yeah. they're they're not going to think of that. I don't. I don't think you're in danger of somebody. No offense to you and yeah. like whatever your personal sense of style or anything like that, but I don't think you're going to wind up in a situation where the waiter thinks that you're rich and flashing your money around. Right. I think they're going to think, yeah. oh, this fella made a mistake. Huh? Can't oh, maybe math. he thought it was like Can't thirty-seven. So good. Okay, gotcha. Oh, that is a. But you know what? I think I've from a lifetime of of uh not i don't want to say dealing with it like it's been some actual thing um but a lifetime of being like okay yeah i i got over like whether it's true or not being dumb a long time ago so like that is so off my radar <laughs> like i just assume that's what's happening anyway i don't need the uh the tip math to come into that so oh maybe you know what it might go back to something deeper when my father was killed by a tipper no um <laughs> Where, like, I, what was I going to say? Where, like, I tipped too much, uh, or tipped too little, maybe. Let's let's go with it. It was a scarring experience. I tipped too little, got em- okay. called out and embarrassed for it. So then oh, forever. Did that, that, I, that didn't happen, though, right? No, no, of course not. No, I, ne- okay. I never tipped False too little memory. to be, for sure. I never tipped too little to be embarrassed about it. So, it, like, so I think my, my um, mental disability with tipping Maybe it was before this thing I overheard, and I was like, "Oh, well, that works out because I've been doing that all along." Okay, I see. I but can't I mean, remember. Is yeah. there is there any concern at all about like uh, the rest of us are, are doing it a different way, and like you're kind of just I don't know, you're sort of like breaking the rules a little bit, and like I don't know, maybe you're kind of making the rest of us look bad. And mm. are you are you not the least bit concerned that you're like out on your own, kind of? screwing up the whole system a little bit okay i could i could work that concern into into a, a, a ah, whatever into account take it into account i could i could think about that more yeah like we're, we're splitting the check we're splitting the check four ways it was a nice evening out in the town you're gonna tip 50 percent. i mean that's that's <laughs> tough for the rest of us <laughs> we're all sitting around the table and we're, we're gonna tip 20 percent. but they don't remember who easy. was who they, you know I'm not worried about whether they're going to like look at me and be like, that guy didn't tip as much as this other guy. I'm worried just in general, like it's, it's disruptive to this whole, uh, you know, the world of tipping. I think these people, you just, I don't know exactly what to say about it. I don't know how it's, how it's breaking anything, but something ain't right about that. Yeah. What am I, I'm overcompensating for something, uh, that happened to me when I was a child, I think. It's definitely something about when you were a child, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just trying so badly for that to be the case for some reason. <laughs> I don't know, maybe something with when I was a child. What What is it about that? What happened to you right. when you were a child? I don't know, I think something happened to it gave me this problem where I think everything happened to you when I was a child. What What do you think yeah. it is? Probably something that happened to me when I was a child. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it yeah. keeps wrapping around. What is that, a mirror facing itself? Is that what happens? Yeah, it's when the very thing that you were uh, trying to... You know, they gave you your greatest hardship. <laughs> Turns out to be the thing that uh, gets you out of the jam. There we go. <laughs> right. Has that, yeah, that's a novel concept, I think. <laughs> but it shouldn't be. It should be all over the place. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree it should. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't know if you've done a good job of justifying why you tip 50%. It's not, <laughs> I think, uh, even people in the industry, except for the guy who, uh, 
just decided to see if he could scam you into a lifetime of tipping 50%. <laughs> that was probably just a, it was a she's all that style bet. Like they just, uh, one one waiter said to the other waiter, let's see if we can make this guy for the rest of his life hemorrhage <laughs> money tipping every single time 50% wherever he goes. Yeah. And then they just did. They had a fake conversation behind you. You said to yourself, oh my God, I remember this from when I was a child. Uh, you know, and How then you about just, that? I think on the bigger dog checks, Tup, more recently, you know, going out to a couple, pepper in a few nice restaurants, why not? I think Mm -hmm. those I'm closer down to like, I've been doing 25-ish. Okay. On the big dog restaurants, which is more, that's that's like where you want to be right now, right? Didn't they go up from 20 to 25 at some point? I don't know. I've still been doing 20. But shout out to 5-ish, our our buddy 5-ish, big friend of the podcast. Oh, yes. 5-ish goes west. How we doing? Um... Yeah, so 25% on the big guys. And how about this one? And I mean, yeah, you don't talk about it on a podcast, but a delivery order, the bigger it gets, all of a sudden you're tipping a, the, that guy like $25 for a big order. I feel like people cap their delivery tips. They're like, oh, like 10 bucks is good, like on, even if it's like $150 order, like 10 bucks. I feel like is what people do. I would usually just probably leave whatever thing I have selected. But yeah, do you, can you justify that? Because is that messing stuff least, up too? Yeah, because here's here's the thing with that. Obviously, when you're in a restaurant, if you're ordering a lot of stuff, it's more work for the waiter or waitress, and it's going to take a longer time, and therefore they're not going to be able to get to the next person as quickly. So you tip them more, and that makes sense, right? Tip based on the size of the order, it's definitely going to be more work for them. If if you're paying more, unless you just it was all because of some big expensive bottle of wine or something like that. Right. Uh, but aside from that, they're working harder. Uh, but the delivery guy is not. He's carrying more stuff that, on that bike. He's, that's prime real estate on his bike. If you think that it's it it uh, makes it significantly harder, then tip that much more. But it's certainly it's not a straight linear percentage like it probably is for uh, you know the more expensive restaurant thing. Okay. He's still taking one trip. Maybe it's piled a little bit higher on the bike and like he's risking his life a little more. You want to throw in a risk, a uh, little risk, a few yeah. percentage points for that? I'm risk okay reward. With that. A reward for I think risk. You, I think you cap it at two bucks for any delivery guy. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do usually You've been tipping do... delivery guys? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, 10 bucks I think is max. Ten bucks max, usually five, seven fifty. You know, okay. Max. All right. But ten, ten if it's like but very special. Okay. There you go. That, that that yeah. And I guess the if they how far they've driven too. Like if you order from across town, or is that no? You've offered the service. I, it's not my fault. You're far away. Don't say, serve to this neighborhood then. That's it. That's what I feel about that too. Yeah. I mean, and and if depending on where you're ordering from, you're you might pay a delivery fee if it's farther away, right? Right. But that's. Right. Uh, you know, that's not up to you to tip the driver for that extra business. But like, I do yeah. tip them more. Like, happens to be raining, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll throw a little more in the tip. Yeah, it was a sure. that was a rough rougher ride for you. Whatever, throw some yep. money in the tip. How about this mistake? Like, I had a place close by here where I would order, and they'd be like, "Actually, these things are more." Like, all right, well, I don't have cash right now, and like, it's not my fault that like your menu's broken like so wh- where do we stand here like can you just give us cash when we get there for the site like 
if I no. blew it in some way, yeah, no, we're not getting your food. Please? Yeah, I don't know how that goes. But I, th- I can't remember. I think I just got away. I was like, I don't have it this time. Like, could maybe fix your menu in the, in the nicest way possible. And um, I'd be happy to order several, then call you up and say, don't even bring them. I just, you know, but this time I don't happen to have cash. Um, <laughs> that's That's a tough one. Yeah, that is tough. I that exact thing has never happened to me. Just the all the clarification callbacks and yeah, we don't have this. Do you want to replace it with something? Okay, yeah, what what are the options? That's terrible. Right. I that I'm just just as likely to say no, please cancel the order. I right. Think. Please still charge me and just don't bring it. Please yeah, charge me double. Uh don't bring it to anyone else. Go throw it in the trash. Yeah. You already made it. Send it take a video of you throw it in the trash, send it to me. Um for proof yes a whole kink about throwing stuff away in the trash (laughs) well yeah tipping good i i like i like talking about tipping for a moment in time and i i like to hear the different angles and uh rest assured that on the big guys i'm not i'm not breaking the bank i'm sticking around 25 but on those little ones they just don't add up i don't care what people say about money it does not add up like oh every little bit adds up no it does not yeah i see what you're saying Cause you're only using it at that time. So like it's, it does not add up. It's just this, this time is one time. It has nothing to do with the next. Right. That, that <laughs> I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> I think any good financial person will tell you it's not, it doesn't, nothing adds up. If you save a dollar, if you tip one less dollar each time at the end of the month, you'll have this many dollars. No, <laughs> no, I won't. No, I won't. I'll Cause be, it's I'll each be giving one. it away in tips. <laughs> each time is its own thing my friend right if i if i don't tip an extra dollar this time well i'm going to increase the next one by that <laughs> extra dollar and then yeah sure i'll i'll decrease it like i normally do but i already <laughs> added the one in from last time so <laughs> i wind up saving one dollar at the end of the <laughs> yeah i like the idea of just disputing that with your financial advisor and calling him my friend real cockily <laughs> <laughs> The thing you're forgetting to consider, my friend, is that each time does not affect the other one. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Each time is its own time. Would you not agree, my friend? <laughs> right. <laughs> Getting him to agree with real... I mean, yeah, I agree with that. That has nothing to do with it, though. <laughs> and then but keep you going back to the, the fact that... Keep coming back to that. But you just now agree. <laughs> you just... Agree that it's a, it does its own time. So, yeah. How can you now yeah. go back on that and say, but if you saved it from before, you'd still have it? You just said you agree. Yep. My yeah, friend. that's good. I like <laughs> you versus your financial planner is a is a nice <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, what's with all the uh, big tips? Well, yeah, I understand asking me about tips, but let's take it time at a time. What, okay, what fine. What about this $27 outing and the $14 tip? Yes. Okay, Okay, but that was it's just one time. Yeah, but then you did it again this next time right here, too. <laughs> yeah, but that's only one time as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you're saying $14 would make or break me as a person? No. no I'm just <laughs> But $14 each time over the course, ten, you did 10 times this month. That's $140. My friend, <laughs> have you not thought about the fact? Yeah. Okay. 
and honestly, as we're doing it, I'm kind of with myself a little bit to a degree. Now, once you compound it enough to where like, all right, yeah, 10 times $14, 140 over. Oh, and then you break it down. A month is one thing. So $140. Yeah. One time. Right. In one month. Yeah, exactly. But that's that that tells you absolutely nothing about the previous month. <laughs> right. It's kind of like the thing that, yeah, you can know the odds, but in the end, they don't affect it kind of right. Like, yeah, this guy bats 750 against Kurt Schilling, but this is its own time. It is not. Yeah, that kind of checks out. Top. It does. It does not really check out, but I. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like it anyway. That's the thing that obviously checks out. Because <laughs> this, this is own time. Like, okay, well, like, seriously, like this guy bats like shit. That would honestly maybe motivate me. To, this guy bats a hundred shitty against Randy Johnson. I'm gonna be like, hey, look, you bat like dog shit against this guy. Go up and make up for it. Yeah, and he's and he'll say ninety percent chance I won't. But, <laughs> but sure. I'll, I'm still going to go do it anyway. All right. You're my coach. You're my boss. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's what 